The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... If you were to make a guess which of the Ten Commandments is most often broken, which would you pick? The first? The fourth? Or would you agree with me that human nature being what it is, the most probable is the tenth? Beg pardon? Oh, well, just in case the burden of it has slipped your mind, these are some of the words of it. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. That's what this story is all about. I love you, Uncle Will, but I love you like a father. That's not the way I'm thinking of me being to you right now, Virginia. You can't feel any other way. It wouldn't be right. I can't help it. I only see you as a woman now. And I need a woman. You're the one I want. mystery drama, The Sixth Commandment, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Ian Martin and stars Terry Keene. It is sponsored in part by ARM, Allergy Relief Medicine. I'll be back shortly with Act One. changes in farm life in the generation since World War II, and even before that, have been astonishing. And yet, as the French say, plus ça change, plus à la même chose. The more things change, the more they remain the same. It still is a lonely life on the farm, and emotions can build and twist with no outlet until at last long-suppressed love or hatred can explode with all the force and devastation of a volcano. I've been driving this tractor, or one like it, most about as long as I can remember. I'm seven years older than my brother Jody, but he was always a favorite. Oh, I've always been big and husky for my age, and all the chores always fell to me. I pulled out of high school when Ma died, and Paul and me brought up Jody. Jody was the one who got to be educated. When Paul died... Since I was working and running the whole spread, I figured the farm would be left to me, or at least between the two of us. And when it turned up in his will, it was left to Jody and me only as long as I worked it. I was furious. That's when I first knew I'd made my big mistake. It was my brother I had to kill. Now that's Trails Corners, I think. Oh, darn this rain. It's hard to see. Don't knock the rain, Jody. Looks mighty good to a farm gal from Texas. <laughs> I'm not knocking it. We need it up our way for the crop, Jenny. It takes a brand new graduate from Texas A&M with his degree in agriculture to figure that out. Uh, you can kid me all you want, Jenny. I got the last word. What's that? I plucked you from the vine. <laughs> and you're mine. Only because I was ripe for it. And you were the one I picked to pick me. Ah, crazy, the whole thing. 
And your brother Clem doesn't even know. Oh, we didn't know ourselves till the last minute. You got any regrets? Not a one. Well, I'm not all that much of a catch. 2,500 acres in the breadbasket of the nation? I don't think I did so badly. After all, I'm the first little old girl out of Texas that wasn't rich. Oh, but you're gonna be. I'm gonna give you the life to which you ought to become accustomed. I thank you. <laughs> but honest, I'm more than satisfied with what I have now. I just wish I'd met your brother. He does know you're coming home. Oh, sure better. If he don't meet this bus at Indian Ridge, we're going to have a long, rough trek getting there. Yeah. I only hope your brother likes me. Yeah. How could he do anything else? Uh, Over a million chores had to be taken care of on the farm. The last thing I needed was to drive five miles in the rain over the washed-out roads to pick up a brother I wished had never even been born. But you do what you have to do. And I met them at the bus depot in Indian Ridge. The way it was, I was going to meet him. But then, suddenly there was her. Hey, Clem! Hey, 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 Jody! Welcome home! Now, now watch the bear hug. I'm a little tender, four years away from the great outdoors. Oh, you just give me a month on the farm with you and I'll toughen you up. (laughs) You and me, Jody, we're going to wake up this old farm and make it the greatest producer since... Did I say something wrong? Uh, Oh, uh, no, it's, uh, just... Uh, well, we, we can talk about that later. Oh, sure. Uh, see, I, I didn't come alone. What? Alone? I want you to meet Virginia. She's my wife. Hello, Clem. Oh, <laughs> hello, Virginia. It's my name, but it seems a bit formal for family. Yes, I agree. Hello, Jenny. Why, welcome. Why didn't you warn me, Jody? This isn't quite fair. Well, I know, Clem. It was just that, uh... Well, we didn't expect it either. I was going to come back and tell you and try to arrange a wedding up here, but it didn't make sense. Why not? See, Jenny's an orphan. She doesn't have any folk. If I had, I would have insisted on having the whole wedding back in Prairie View or even Waco or Houston. (laughs) You went to college with Jody? I haven't that kind of background. I was just a waitress in a restaurant near... Texas A&M. Oh, but she's a lot more than a waitress, this gal of mine, Clem. <laughs> Maybe it means I grew up on a farm, so I'm not all that much out of my class. Oh, that's one thing I can sure tell right off. Class is what you are. Why, thank you. <laughs> oh, I told you, Jenny, you two would get along. My brother Clem is one smart guy. Well, not as bright as my little brother. I'm uh, a few years beyond him, and I haven't been smart enough to find me a woman like you, Jenny. <laughs> I'm sure glad he brought you home. I never seen a woman in my life grab me like that. She had wheat blonde hair and eyes bluer than August skies. I never seen anything in my life I wanted more than her. She was my woman. And I could tell, though maybe she never wanted to admit it, she wanted me. Except... She'd never give in to that as long as Jody was around. So now I knew more than ever he had to go. Look at that beautiful dog. Oh, that's my hound, Rusty. <laughs> I told you about Rusty, Jenny. I had to bring him with me, only there ain't all that much room in the ranch wagon. Now, <laughs> uh, here, boy. Seth, 
Except, oh, easy, Rusty, easy. I'm going to be home from now on. There's no call to knock me down. Now, boy, now. <laughs> Don't be mad at him. I guess he's just glad to see me. I've never seen the day he didn't come to heal when I spoke. Now, boy. Uh, Clint, don't score him too much. He's just so glad to see me. Well, sure, that's fine. First off, he's got to know his manners. Love me, love my dog, the man says. But to have my dog love someone better than me, slavering over Jody like he was his master, not not reacting lickety-split to my command, I can't take that. Not only that, but the way Jody took over right from the moment he was back. Though it uh, took him a month or so to get around to it. Clam? Clam? Right here by the barn, Jody. Well, I've been trying to catch up with you and go over a couple of things. It's hard to catch up with me, Jody. You're on a farm this size. A man's got to keep moving. Oh, I know. Uh, and I'm going to be right there helping you from now on. It's uh, it's just about these books. Books? What books? Well, we run a business. Books have to be kept. Well, they're sort of, uh, well, uh, sort of in arrears. Oh, what's your complaint? Oh, it isn't a complaint, Clem. It's uh, just I learned a few things in college about keeping a tight set of books. You don't think I've been running things right while you were chasing around being a fancy college boy? Now, that is not what I said, but we can run a more efficient business. I think maybe we could discuss it. Would you, uh, would you like me to take over? <laughs> what choice do I have? By the terms of the will, it's your farm. Oh, Clam, what's a will? It's our farm. All I want to do is make the most of it that I can for us. And for Jenny. For us. And for Jenny. Jenny, okay, that was some kind of woman. But for a brother who never lifted a hand to keep it going except summers, that gives him the right to walk onto my land, tell me how I ought to run it? Oh, no. It won't be that easy. This here is a hay barn, Jenny. I don't think in the month you've been here, you ever got down and take a good look at it. If Jody and I have been so busy settling in, I haven't had much time to do anything else. It seems to me, new married, Jody would spend a whole lot more time with you. He's been away from his farm so long, there just isn't enough time for him to catch up on all that's been happening since he left. Well, doesn't he want to come back here now he's seen the world? This is his life, to carry on what his... your father started here. But it's hard for me to imagine why his father wanted him, both of you, to keep the farm going. Well, why? Well, your father didn't want to. He decided to give up living. Isn't this where it happened? Well, uh, not quite. Jenny, you want to understand it all the way. Not really. Well, maybe you'd better if you want to understand Jody and me and the whole family. I, uh, I don't know if I want to. Well, I want you to. Just look up there. Where? You can see that big arm coming out from the barn with a wheel on it and the rope and the hook. Oh, I can see it like a scaffold. Yeah, that's the hay lift. When we hay later in the season, that hook picks up the bales and then, by hand, using the pulley, we swing them inside and then store them up here for the winter in the hayloft. Why do you want to show it to me? Because that there is where Jody's daddy and mine hung herself. 
He swung in the hook to the hayloft there and secured it long enough to hook on a short rope he had about his neck with a with a noose. And then and he jumped. Probably the fall broke his neck right away. I hope so. But whatever happened, he was dead before they cut him down. I still say, Clem, why would you want to show it to me? You're a part of the family now. I want you to know the truth. And I'm the only one who can tell it to you all the way. Jimmy, why did you have to go and meet my little brother before you did me? What's that supposed to mean? Don't tell me when I move close to you, you don't respond. Don't tell me you don't recognize that you should have been my woman from the start. I think you must be out of your mind. I am about you. But I am your brother's is wife. Is what you really want to be? You know it is. Now, you just get your hands I off of me. I can't convince you otherwise. The moment I saw you, I said, that's my woman, the one I've been waiting for. You don't believe that? It isn't a matter what I believe or what you believe. It's what is. I am your brother's wife. And I want you to let me go. I'll never let you go, Jenny. Long as you're here, you're going to have to make your choice between my brother and me. I've already made my choice. Have you, Jim? Have you really? You must be plain crazy. I love your brother. And every breathing moment he's alive, I always will. Now, you better leave me alone. I left her alone for the moment not too long. It made little mind to me that my father had hung himself or so folks said. There was no more than he deserved for cheating me the way he did. And I was happy to help him do it. It wouldn't worry me the least bit more how my brother went. Just so his death couldn't be laid at my door either. It's a terrifying thing when a man commits himself to a unilateral course of action that has to end in murder, when all rationale ceases. We live in a world that these aberrant people share. The terrorists, the hijackers, the anarchists, they are the ones who should be marked for destruction. For there is no reason for their existence. I shall return shortly with Act Two. have you heard or even spoken the phrase it's all in the point of view we have seen from inside his mind one man's point of view on this particular version of the human triangle we will see later as this story of suspense winds inevitably to the final tragic explosion just how the other man feels but before that it seems only fair to allow the woman her point of view never should have married Jody. He didn't know enough about me. But he was just so sweet and I was so tired. I remember how happy I'd been on the farm until... I never knew my parents. I suppose even my mother never could have been quite sure who my father was. And she abandoned me the moment I was born. I grew up in a foster home with Aunt and Uncle Watkins. They had a small truck farm in northwest Texas. It was a good life until I got into my teens, and then Aunt Maddie died. And suddenly I was alone, keeping house for Uncle Will. It all came to a head. 
Uh, hello, Virginia. Well, don't you look nice, all showered and shaved. Sure hope I didn't scorch the dinner keeping it waiting for you. Oh, let it wait a while longer. I, I, I want to talk to you. Yes, sir. You know, Jenny, it's it's been almighty lonely since Maddie went. I reckon we both feel the same way, Uncle Will. See, Virginia, a man just naturally has to have a woman in his life. A real man. And a... I have to tell you, I'm, I'm desperate only. I know you must be. Mary and me, we never could have a child because of, well, that don't matter no more. But instead, we, we had you. And I'll be forever grateful. But you see, you're not my child. I, I mean, you ain't something I created. No, sir. But I, I love you just so deeply, all the same. Just as I love you, Uncle Will, as a father. That's not the way I'm thinking of me being to you right now. You can't feel any other way. It just wouldn't be right. I can't help it. I just see you as a woman now, Jenny, and I need a woman, and and you're the one I want. There was nothing for me to do but get out. There was a young guy I knew who had been kind of on the make and who had to make the long drive to Houston every week. I was ashamed at first how I teased him into helping me get away. I was still innocent enough not to know you don't get anything for nothing. Oh, I managed to fight him off that time, all right, but a month later when my money ran out and I was really desperate, it was something else again. Who is it? It's you, Jenny. I don't want to see you. I think maybe you'd better. Just go away. You want me to tell your father where to find you? He's not my father. He's looking for you. All right. Come on in. I brought us some fried chicken and stuff. Cold beer. I'm not hungry. You know that ain't true. I talked to the landlady. You're even behind in your rent. You don't even look like yourself. Circles under your eyes. You've lost weight. Come on, let's eat first, talk later. I hadn't eaten anything but a can of soup and some old moldy crackers in two days. I was 18 without a cent or a friend in the world except maybe Duke. And how many times did I fobbed him off? And that night, he was so sweet. How could I deny him anything? You were powerful hungry, Ginny baby. I was. I can't tell you how grateful I am to you, Duke. You don't have to. Just show me. Are we going to start all that again? Don't make it sound that way, Jenny. I love you. You do? Would I still be hanging around any other way, you figure? Oh, Duke, I don't know. I, I don't know any way to think. I'm out of money. I can't find a job. I can't go back to the only home I know. You don't have to. You could let me take care of you. You mean... Marry me? Why not, hon? We're both young. It could work out real swell. Why? Well, I, I don't know what to say, Duke. Why don't you just relax and say yes, Ginny? Be yourself and do what comes natural. I don't know if I... If I love you, Duke. Let time take care of that. Oh, Duke. I'm so tired. And so lost. I don't know what to do. Take care of me. <laughs> <laughs> 
cri. I never saw him again after that night. But he did leave me some money, enough for me to hold out till I drifted into a long series of jobs mostly waiting on table. But whatever they were, it always turned out that they included being nice to the customer. Sometimes I was, if I wanted to be. Most times I wasn't. And then three years later, I was sick of my life and myself, and I got a job as a waitress near the college, only to find out that college boys weren't all that different. Till Jody. Yes, sir, what'll it be? Oh, I, um... I, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, uh, cola, I guess. That all? Yeah, I reckon. Yes, sir. One cola coming up. You, uh... You're new here, aren't you? That's right. You've been here a week and a half. Uh, well, a week and four days, to be exact. So? Oh, nothing. I, I just wanted to be, uh... <clears throat> Be friendly. Will there be anything else? Well, I, uh... I was just wondering if, uh... No. But I, I haven't even said what I wanted. You don't have to, mister. Here's your check. Pay the cashier. I just wanted to be alone. But I didn't discourage Jody. He kept coming back no matter what I said to him. And I was lonely, and he seemed something I could handle. Hello, Jenny. Did I keep you waiting? Uh, here. What is it? It's, uh, well, uh, my mother would have called it a posy. Like a corsage, you know? Some flowers you can wear. Oh, my, it's beautiful. Violet. They, uh, sort of, sort of go with your eyes. Well, where on earth could you find violets this time of year? Oh, I got a friend at the college. He's deep in hothouse cultivation and all that. Talked him into letting some of his violets go. So you could bring them to me? Well, I wanted to have something special for you. Oh, they're very special, Jody. And I thank you. Would you like to pin them on for me? Yes, ma'am. He was very close to me touching me, and I waited for the pass. It never came. He was a gentleman, and I loved him with all my heart. I couldn't wait to get back to the farm and start our real life together and start raising children. I was a new woman, the woman I'd always wanted to be. From the moment Clem laid eyes on me, I knew he recognized me for what I'd been. I've no right to be in Kansas City with you, Jody. There's so much washing and cleaning and straightening up still to be done on the farm, the chores. Well, that's just why I brought you along, Jenny, to get you away from that for a while. Also, uh, to have you to myself for a change. <laughs> for the two months we've been married and back on the farm, I don't hardly seem to see you at all. Are you, uh... Sure you're not sorry you married me? I am sure. I just wish I could let you know how glad I am you did. Well, we'll make this a kind of honeymoon and try to let each other know just how much it means to us. But so long as I know being back in a big town like Kansas City doesn't spoil it for you, 
being hid away on a farm with just a husband and a brother for company. My husband is all I want and need. But you, you do like Clem, don't you? Well, of course. Oh, he's the best, old Clem. All my life I wanted to grow up to be just like him. Well, I didn't make it. Now, you listen to me, Jody. You grew up to be all the man any woman could ever want, including me, and don't you ever forget it. Besides, why do you think your father left you the farm instead of Clem? Hmm? Well, I don't know exactly. For some reason, I was always his favorite. Oh, Jody. I love you so. Well, it couldn't be more than the way I do you. But, Jeannie, I'm jealous. I warn you. Sometimes at night I, I dream that if you ever had anything to do with another man, I'd go wild enough to kill you. Or him. And myself. You'll never have to worry about me now, Jody. I promise you. You'll never have to worry. I meant it with every breath in my body. But haunting me deep in the back of my mind, although I swear I was speaking truth, was the specter of Clem. As we turned in to drive up to the house, Clem was coming up from the fields with Rusty running along by him. As we stopped and Jody got out, the dog broke immediately from his side and headed for us, paying no heed to Clem. Even at that distance, I could see the fury and hurt pride and hate on Clem's face. Rusty, here, here! Hello, Rusty boy. You miss me? Hey, good dog, Rusty. Now, down, boy. Down! He's all right, Clem. Just glad to see the rest of his family back. That hound has got to learn his manners come when he's called. I'm going to teach him a lesson. Oh, shucks. Clem, he's just glad to see his home. Aren't you? I sure. Okay. You got a hello kiss for your hello-loving brother? Why, of course. Well, uh, how's everything since we've been gone? Oh, well, little star, your favorite mare is in full. That's with her now. Maybe you want to go and take a look. Oh, I sure want to. Uh, you mind, Jenny? No. On you go. Well, I won't be long. Uh, Clem will help you unload the ranch wagon. Come on, Rusty. You have a nice little fling, Jody? We had a honeymoon. Oh, now that's real nice. Oh, by the by, you remember when you left that feed salesman who come driving up... I can't say I noticed him, no. He sure did notice you, though. Yes, sir. The name is uh, Fred Whitaker. You remember? Why should I remember? Oh, seems he used to have the Houston territory. He remembered you right off. Tells me you were kicking up your heels some in those days. Had quite a reputation. Or uh, maybe I'd say lack of it. What is it you want, Clem? A lot of things, Jenny, you included, and I aim to get them one way or another. Don't you ever forget it. Now, let's get you settled back in. I could have killed him right at that moment. In a mad blood rage, if there'd been anything to hand, thank the Lord there wasn't. But that didn't mean I wasn't going to. Because I've learned enough about men to know about this one. He'd destroy anything to get me. Even his brother. I didn't care about me right then, just Jody. 
And I knew, sure as I breathed, that if I didn't kill Clem first, one way or another, he'd be the death of his brother. Two sides of the triangle well-defined. From inside Clem's mind, we know he wants to get rid of his brother. From inside Jenny's, we know that she feels her only protection, and Jody's, is to kill Clem first. What about the third member? The quiet and gentle Jody. What hidden violences burn inside that calm exterior? We'll learn more about that when I return with Act Three. At some time in everyone's life, he is ready to kill someone. But obviously, we don't carry out the impulse. On the other hand, there are perfectly normal people who do translate the fantasy into reality. And the tighter-knit and more interwoven the situation that drives towards the impetus, the greater danger of reality. The third side of this triangle is the only one we have not examined at first hand. What lies inside Jody's mind? It zapped me out when Dad took his life. I mean, I know he never got over Mother and all, but he was so full of life and plans. We'd spent this great time together the summer of my junior year, and there were all these ideas for when I graduated and how we were going to replace old machinery, pep up the whole operation, maybe even buy some more acreage. The three of us, Dad and Clem and me, and sketched it all out before I went back for senior year and graduation. And when Clem called me to bring me back after Dad took his life, I remember I was like a zombie or someone in a dream. Right here, Clem? Right here, Jolie. But how? Well, must have been around sundown. Earlier that morning, we'd brought up a couple of loads of baled hay on the lift to stack here in the loft. We were planning to bring in some more the next day, so we just left the hook kind of hanging there as it swung out after the last bale. He, uh... He came up here with a piece of rope from the barn down below. Made this kind of noose around his neck and... Fished in the hook from the lift with a hay fork or something... Latched onto the hook and... And stepped off. But why? Oh, we just missed Mom that much, I guess. Didn't have anything more to live for. Hmm. Now what happens? Well, tomorrow morning, Lawyer Ridges will read the will. And then you, uh... You better get back to college. I remember a sleepless night... And the ache for Dad, gone so young. I remember how I cringed and thanked God it was Clem who had to cut him down and face the reality. But most of all, I remember... Oh, how could I ever forget? The reading of the will. I give and bequeath to my natural son all the rest, residue and remainder of my estate. With the following provisos. One... 
that so long as my adopted son Clement shall remain working on the farm, he shall be accorded one half share in all profits deriving therefrom. Two, if he, Clement, should leave the farm and seek work elsewhere, his share and interest in said farm would devolve upon my true son, Jody Henry Poland. Uh, uh, just a minute, Mr. Regis. Uh, yes, Jody? What's all this about true sons and natural sons? Uh, <clears throat> the uh, uh, circumstances are, and believe me, I, I regret having to reveal them, when Joshua married your mother, uh, that is, your mother, Jody, uh, oh, dear me, no, that, that's not correct. It was, of course, your mother, too, Clement, but... Mom uh, was already pregnant. I wasn't his child. That uh, sums it up. And you mean to say that all these years later, Dad suddenly held that against Clem? Well, when was this wheel drawn? Just before you returned to college for your last year. Well, look, I don't have to accept the will. I suggest you go along as you have been doing and wait till the will is final. Then you and Clem may make whatever disposition of assets you decide between you. I remember at the time I was amazed that Clem took the whole thing so well, particularly the parentage thing. I went back to college, met Ginny, graduated, got married, and brought Ginny home. The first couple of months back, digging into things, I was appalled at how run down the farm was. Our equipment old and obsolete. The books haphazard, tangled. But that was only the beginning. I never told Ginny I had another reason for being in Kansas City outside of buying new machinery and having a real honeymoon. I was there mainly because... Mr. Ridges had sent me a secret message. I'm going to be blunt. You intimated you might cross your father's wishes and turn over an equal share of the farm to your... Well, for the sake of clarity, shall we just call him your brother? We can just call him Clam. And yes, that's my intention. In all conscience, I must say, I feel it is my duty to persuade you not to. Why? Jody... Your father was my friend for over 50 years. We grew up together. I think I knew him as well as any one man can know another. Of course, your mother's untimely death shook him to the roots. But I can't believe it destroyed him. He destroyed himself. I don't believe it. Joshua Pollen was incapable of suicide, Jody. What? What are you suggesting, Mr. Ridges? If Josh didn't take his own life, there was only one person who might have thought he would gain by taking it for him. Clem? Who else? That's why I think at the very least you should respect your father's will. Mr. Richards, that is a terrible accusation to make against him. I'm sorry. As a lawyer, I only want to protect Joshua's son. As a friend, I wish I knew how to find justice for my friend. Lawyer Ridge's obscene suggestion did many things to me. Not that I believed him. Not Clem, that I'd grown up hero-worshipping. But, worst of all, his suggestion had invaded my dreams and... I was racked and haunted by a terrible nightmare. <laughs> <laughs>
Why does Jody get all the best and I keep taking the leavings? Oh, it's my decision. Here, here, tie off the line. Help me swing this bailey. All right. <laughs> but you haven't answered my question. If you have to know, because you're not my son. What do you mean, not my son? Your mother was pregnant when I married her, but the son she carried was not by me. I have to protect Jody. I have to protect my own. And I have to protect myself, too. What are you doing? I'm just making sure I get my share before you decide to change your will. No. Listen, boy. I have... You're choking me. I I can't breathe. Father? Paul? Paul, I... I didn't mean to. Yeah, sure, of course I did. Why should I care about you or anyone but myself? And now I've got to protect myself. Strangle. No, no, I, I, I can make it look like, like he hung himself. Huh? Huh? Hung himself. Hung himself. Jody, Jody, honey. Huh? What? Oh. What, what is it? You were having some kind of a nightmare, darling. I, I, I didn't want to wake you, but... No, no. I'm glad you did. What were you dreaming about? Oh, nothing, darling. Nothing. Uh, forget it. How can I? Jody, the honeymoon was so special and so sweet till just this last morning when you came back from the lawyers. Then it all seemed to have changed somehow. What was it, darling? Just... Something I got to handle as soon as I get back. Can't I know? Better you don't. I could smell trouble in the way Jody greeted me. A damn lawyer, he'd had his innings alone with Jody, and I could guess that I was out. But they couldn't know I killed the old man. I'd covered my tracks too well for that. The big question was... How do I get away with murdering Jody as well? I knew I had to face Clem. I saw him by the tractor, cutting wood logs on the big 20-inch saw he had hooked up. He was alone. Clem? Just a moment, Jody. Yeah? I want to talk to you. Well, go ahead. Well, can't you turn that off? Waste not one not, little brother. I'm going to get these logs out. Well, I've got something more important to talk to you about. <laughs> you look loaded for bear. Go ahead. I can hear you. I want to talk to you about... about how father died. Why, has old man Ridges been giving you some fancy stories, Clem? Did he commit suicide? Of course he committed suicide. I don't believe you. Well, that's your privilege. Now, look, I'm giving you one chance. Get out of here now and don't come back. What? what about my share in the palm? If you don't work it, you don't get it. What is this, some deal you and the lawyer set up? You can't kick me off my farm. Not any part of it is yours. Even after you tried to steal it, you couldn't keep it running, right? What do you mean, try to steal it? I think... I think you murdered Dad. If it wasn't for Ginny, I'd take the law in my own hands and kill you. Now, you get out before I do. You, I could hold you up with one hand. As for the kind of woman you married... That does it! 
You asked for it, and since it's just between us... Yes, I killed the old man. He had it coming to him. Just as you have it coming to you right now. You are not going to get away with murder. What? This is going to be an accident. You tripped and fell into the saw. No. No, I won't let you. You haven't the strength. Goodbye, little brother. No, no, Rusty! No, 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 Rusty! No, Rusty! No, Rusty! No, Rusty! No, What are you doing here on the farm? Son, me and the sheriff got to talking after you left. We both began to have some worries about your safety. Feeling the way we did about your father. We got here just in time to see what happened. You don't think I tried to kill him? No, Jody. We both saw he tried to kill you. What happened afterwards with the dog was the will of God or an accident. Whichever it was, you're in the clear. Well, where's... where's Ginny? I'm here, Jody. If you want me. Want you? Why shouldn't I? Anything Clem said about me could have been true. I told him I didn't care what you were before us. So I'm in the clear, too? My darling, you and I have to shut out the past. The only thing that matters for both of us is a long, long future. All of us have hidden corners, buried shadows, which can haunt and torment us. Most of them are not serious enough to haul out into the light of day. But when they are deep and troubling enough, when individual effort is not enough to exorcise them, sometimes a violent explosion that reveals all the festering concealed sores is the only way to find adjustment and content. I'll be back shortly. In the beginning, I speculated which commandment is the most often broken. Now, in the end, I find myself not speculating, but knowing that the one which must be the least broken is the sixth commandment. Thou shalt not commit murder. It is, of course, the one which never should be broken. But that would be asking for perfection. And as Oscar Wilde said, None of us is perfect. I myself am peculiarly susceptible to drafts. Our cast included Terry Keene, Russell Horton, Ian Martin, and Gilbert Mack. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.